Good morning, all you kittens and cats or whatever Carol fucking Baskin said. Um, <laughs> I've been live on YouTube for, I think, um, let me see. Does it tell me? It doesn't tell me. Maybe five minutes or so. Um, CPI data came out and it was <laughs> worse way worse. I think it was expected to be down 0.1%. It was down 0.1, uh, up 0.1%. So uh, inflation is still sticky. Inflation is still there. Inflation is still a problem. I'm not listening to um, all of the deal, but Santelli, Rick Santelli, who is uh, notorious for screaming about things um, on CNBC, has been screaming that the government's spending too much and that that's driving up inflation. Well, you know, it's debatable. Who knows? Um, but it was worse. Uh, the futures were way up, way up. We're talking way up and, and they've just crashed. So today is going to be, and, and I was looking at it. If you're watching on, um, on YouTube, I'm going to bring up Uvixi right now so you can see it. And I was just showing it on, um, active trader pro Uvixi shot up from basically $9.15 to about $9.80. Big move, uh, big percentage move uh, within a minute. Uh, Things seem to be calming down a little bit. Uvixia has come down to $9.69. Remember what I said? There will be an event that drives this thing back up to $14 at some point. Um, Let's look at Uvixia in the algorithm. Um, because yesterday the VIX, the VIX went up yesterday, I think. Yeah. You'd still be out of Uvixi. You wouldn't be in Uvixi. Um, but you'd be out after that 3% gain that it got you out of. So XVC, SVIXI, um, are you in this one? Let's see. SVIXI has been the play since 5348, but you, you're only at 54. Um, so the VIX has been rather quiet. Um, let's go back to Active Trader Pro. Uh, I'm going to move that up there. Active Trader Pro. Um, yeah, you Vixie. It just doesn't. It, it, it the the Vix is at 24. The Vix is up two percent. Um, that this you know, Uvixie is probably up about six percent. Um, it it shot up in pre market just because of those CPI numbers. So let's talk about happy news. Um, remember, you know, if if the market's going to crash and it has crashed, you know, Dow Jones is down three nineteen. It was up, I think, almost three hundred um, about ten minutes ago. So, but but remember, X SQQQ uh, triple levered bear on the the triple Qs on the Nasdaq. SPXU triple levered on the uh, the S and P and Uvixi for the VIX. Those, if it's going down, that's where you're going to uh, invest. Um, so I wanted to bring up two things. Uh, iOS 16, if you haven't downloaded it for your iPhone, um, I downloaded it on my iPhone right here. Um, I'm looking at it and showing it on camera. Uh, it is tremendous. I love it. Uh, faster on my 13 Pro. Um, the customizations are tremendous. I, I really like it. Um, I, I Played with the photo thing where you can kind of take your yourself out and drop yourself in without a background into like message programs and things like that. It's okay. It'll get better over time, I, I assume, with some uh, artificial intelligence learning. Um, but it was okay. I sent some photos of the dogs to my parents and my friends and things like that. 
but it was interesting because last night I was uh, watching Jim Cramer, and I usually watch the first like five minutes of his show. He does kind of put in macroeconomic terms a pretty good um, uh, summary of what happened in the market. But it, this was at the end of his show, and he was going over, uh, and this is this is this is why I own so much Apple. Um, he was in Italy on his uh, vacation, and again, I, I'm I'm a huge fan of the inverse Kramer. Um, not a fan of Kramer himself. He's complete entertainment, just like me. Do not listen to his stock picks. Don't listen to anybody on the internet without doing your own research and understanding exactly what you're investing in. But he was in Italy and he cracked his Apple watch. And so it cracked, it died, he couldn't wear it. He decided, I'll go a couple of days without the Apple watch. For those of you that don't have an Apple watch, you don't understand this. I didn't understand this. Um, Once I got an Apple watch, I I didn't think I needed an Apple watch. I was like, what the hell do I need that for? Once you get an Apple watch, it's something that you can't live without. He felt naked. He felt, God, this is crazy, blah, blah, blah. Um, So he flies back. He's doing a show in Seattle. And while uh, getting off the plane in Seattle, he realizes he doesn't have his iPhone. Uh, Panics for a second, goes around and looks at it. Um, guy who's there says, hey, you know, don't you have another Apple device? You can just ping it. Let's see if it makes a sound. He doesn't have another Apple device because his watch broke. He was waiting to come back to the U.S. to buy the watch over here. Uh, interesting. So uh, they wound up losing his phone. He was out of contact. People, you know, you just don't understand how reliant you are in your life on your phone on your watch, on that entire ecosystem. And even if you're Google, you know, even if you're Android, this is why you buy Google because Google owns 50% of the phone marketplace with uh, uh, Android. So, uh, but he said it was, it was interesting. There was one thing that he said that was um, kind of key, but I don't know if this was Kramer hype or not. Uh, he went to the Apple store. The employee said, hey, you're a week away from the 14. Do you want to wait for the 14? <clears throat> um, and, and Kramer said, no, I'm going to get the 13 Pro. So he wound up getting the 13 Pro. He's the same phone that I have. And he's waiting for the 14. I mean, this guy is worth hundreds of millions of dollars. So my guess is he'll just get the 14, um, you know, hand off the 13 Pro to somebody else, but he'll get the 14. But the Apple store employee that he was dealing with uh, did say demand was high for the Apple 14. Um, now, I, I think they do make mention, Apple has mentioned it in the past, that um, some, somewhere in the neighborhood of 10, 20% of iPhone users uh, upgrade almost immediately to the new phone. Um, if that's the case, you know, a billion iPhone users, what are you talking about, 200 million? So it would seem like there is a, uh, a, a, a significant demand. Uh, I don't know what Wall Street's necessarily looking for, um, but the, the other reason why I bring this up is there was a news report out of China that based on the pre-ordering of the iPhone 14, the Apple site crashed overseas. I kind of add that up. Uh, that was why Apple was up so much yesterday. It's completely giving back its its uh, <laughs> gains yesterday to today. Um, you're down at 160. 
Uh, let's take a look here where the algorithm, I think the algorithm was 156, 157, 157. If you get it at 160, eh, you're probably still okay. You know, five years from now, 10 years from now, you won't even notice it. But that, that's a great example. And I would challenge you, <clears throat> go out of the house without your iPhone. Go to the store. See how out of touch you feel and how in, ingrained in your life that device actually is. Um, that's, that, that's why the, the large majority of my portfolio is Apple. Um, I've had that happen twice. Uh, where I, it was before I bought my car. It, for those of you that are new to listening, I do drive a Tesla and it's kind of tied into your phone a little bit. So you do have to have your phone when you, uh, it, it's your key to get in the car, unless you carry the little credit card thing. Um, but I, I tend to not carry the credit card thing, which is dumb because, yeah, if the network goes down, which it has in the past, and I've had to Uber back home. So, uh, it's an interesting kind of thing, but again, I don't leave the home with home without my phone now, but I have in the past and you absolutely 100% feel naked. And it's just, it's, it's an amazing, amazing feeling to actually understand how it feels when you do that. Um, you know, if, if, if you're one of the few people who don't, aren't, aren't tied to your phone, kudos to you. I I'm, I'm completely tied to it. Um, so. I wanted to, uh, today I'll probably start, well, um, what I wanted to do was learn one, uh, teach you guys one indicator per week. And I posted on my Twitter. And what, I, what I'd like you guys to do, and it's not my video, it's a, to a YouTube video on the MACD. Um, and what I'd like you guys to do is watch that video. And Understand how the MACD works. Understand how the signal works. Understand how the histogram works. Understand how the zero line works. And then take a look at some MACDs on different timelines. Um, and understand why I based my stuff on MACD. Backtesting. Trendspider did a great Twitter post yesterday about five uh, indicators that they, they backtested. Uh, against for day trading purposes on five, 10, and 15 minute charts, I believe it was. Um, and the, the, the reality of it, it did not go well for the MACD. Uh, but uh, my belief is, and let me go to this, this, I'll tell you exactly what it was yesterday. Um, I'll look at my tweets because, and there's the pin to, to TrendSpider if you want to do it. Um, the MACD is the, the tweet is such a great video on MACD, most effective MACD strategy for day trading, crypto, Forex, and, uh, stocks. Great, great video. Trendspider, five popular day trading, uh, strategies exposed. Want to learn the, the real data behind them. Most beginner strategies. It's a great post. Um, and it goes to a blog post, um, at Trendspider. And they, they tested five strategies, RSI strategy, MACD Bollinger Band strategy, uh, Ichimoku strategy, uh, moving average strategy, reversal candle strategy. Final conclusion, the reversal candle strategy wound up making um, on a 15 and 30 minute uh, time frame, 20% uh, on the 15 minute, 56% on the 30 minute. Again, that's a reverse candle strategy. If you want to know it, go to my uh, Twitter 
and look at the uh, trend spider. Uh, it's somewhere. It's the it's five popular strategies. I, I basically my tweet is want to make fifty six percent on your daily trades. Uh, take a look at this, and, and the the strategy is very simple to set up. But I'd like you to go and watch the MACD strategy so you can see the MACD only performed. It made you 2% on a 5-minute uh, time frame, a 6% gain on a 15-minute time, time frame, and it lost you 0.93%. Again, past results do not indicate future results. So don't think that this is going to work 100% of the time, just like my algorithm doesn't work 100% of the time. Uh, you're going to lose some. But your goal is to optimize and make sense of what you're actually doing. And so the MACD, in my mind, and I wrote to TrendSpider and I said this, I said, you know, in reality, I do think the MACD is the, the long term uh, and it can't be on 10, 5, 10, 15 minute timeframes. It just can't. Uh, I don't think it works like that. So, but those two, and what I'd like to do is, again, I'm going to try and do this post uh, videos post articles uh, on my Twitter, and I'll try and do it on uh, Instagram as well, as to one indicator per week. And and what we'll do is we'll kind of go down and, and, and learn that one indicator per week. This week, um, since my favorite is the MACD, I'd like you guys to learn about the MACD. And again, MACD is moving average convergence divergence. Simple as that. There's three numbers that, that are um, attached to it. But you can really, really learn from that. Uh, the, the, the YouTube video that I posted is very well done. Uh, I, I sincerely think that that is probably um, one of the best things you can do is learn the MACD. Um, so let's take a look at, oh, um, Caitlin Duffy, who is a bubblegum trader on Twitter. Uh, she posted that one of her trader friends saw a MACD cross up on AMC and thinks it's ready to bounce. Well, I'm looking at uh, AMC on my algorithm. You had a $9.03 buy here on September 1st. Continued to go down. Um, went all the way down to $8. Um, the low was $7.89 <clears throat> uh, here on September 7th. But you're all the way up at 10 That's 30% uh, in, what, three days? Yeah. Four trading days? Three, four trading days? Um, it's got all the confirmation in the world. The RSI is at 48. The MACD crossed up, so you know it's crossing up. It's continuing to go. Um, the, the volume shelves here are a little tough because the recent highs of 25 and things, you've got this gap here between 17 and 13. Um, that gap is because of the APE uh, stock that was issued. It has nothing to do with this stock. APE. Uh, essentially took away 50% of the value. And so this, this, this gap here down to 13 is because it was trading at 26 on the day when they valued it. So it got all the way valued down to, I think it, yeah, it went down to 10. It was trading at around 20, I guess, um, the day before where it closed. Uh, but you, the, the danger I want to kind of point out to Caitlin and, and, and others here is this 50 day is moving down. Uh, it is still in a downward direction. It is not in an upward direction. That's the danger of trying to time the, the RSI at 48. It's in no man's land. You have yesterday's morning candle has a good volume amount. Uh, an increase yesterday's afternoon candle has no volume. 
So where do I think that it's going? It's got confirmation. It's got a 30% move in a couple of days. Uh, the the uh, CPI data is negative. Eh. My guess is you're down in the pre-market. Let's look at AMC. Um, in the pre-market, yep, you're down at 980. Just kind of a guess. Again, there wasn't any rocket science there. Uh, I went over exactly what, what I thought. Uh, but you do see this volume shelf here building, and it's probably the floor, I would think, is 865 if it's going to go down to that level. Uh, but there's going to be need to be buyers that are showing up. So uh, I wanted to get at that out of the way. Um, the MACD posted. Uh, oh, <clears throat> let's talk about energy for a little bit. October is the end of the strategic oil reserve releases. Um, Biden and the administration have already say they said they will not dip into the emergency um, uh, strategic oil reserves. They won't do it again. Um, the other thing is you have to fill those back up. Uh, all of that is a demand issue. Uh, oil is down slightly today. Um, it will probably be down just based on China still being locked down. Uh, there is talk of the Russian oil. A cap, which is probably a good thing because then the Russian oil stays on the market. Um, they want to appease Putin. Uh, Putin uh, can shut off natural gas pipelines because they do have um, storage capacity for natural gas. Uh, so he can open that up anytime he wants. Uh, and, and gas just won't go bad because they have storage capacity. Uh, Russia does not have storage capacity for its oil. So if they don't sell their oil, to somebody, India and China have picked it up. They've been taking some of the demand off the market. They're buying it at a steep discount. Um, so Putin, you know, again, his war is kind of weakening his, his political stance at home. Uh, with that, I wanted to point out uh, yesterday, the LNG, uh, Chenier Energy, uh, they raised their dividend, they announced buybacks, and they raised their guidance. 160 was a cross-up yesterday, 160.82. Uh, all of the indications are that it can still run. Let's take a look at it in pre-market. Uh, LNG, it is at 163. So uh, it's interesting. It says 163. I think pre-market is rather light in this one. Let's take a look. Zoom in. Yeah, it looks like it's back down to 160. Um, it's a five minute candle. Let me look at one minute candles. Uh, yeah, it's back. It's, it's at 163. The bid and the ask are 162, 163. Volume has been significantly low this morning. It's not very high. Uh, 10 day volume, 2.8 million. 90 day volume, 2.3 million. So you still have um, volume on your side to drive this higher. Uh, if you look at this uh, algorithm, and I'm looking on TrendSpider right now. Um, I'm going to move this back to the last time we really saw a spike and a crash. Um, you can clearly see this volume shelf right here, uh, kind of right there between 160 and 161. That is the biggest volume shelf there. So there's buyers right here. Uh, if you break the 160 and you go down, I think 147, 150 uh, is your, your price range there. Uh, again, 
I my my take on this is that LNG Schneer Energy is going to take the money that they have. They're going to buy back stock. They're going to give it in special dividends. Um, in fact, let's see where when is the ex dividend date? Um, ex dividend date eight eight to twenty twenty two. So they already passed. Let's see. I'm gonna pull up this article on LNG. Um, LNG. Wow. <laughs> the last uh, signals more cash is on its way. There's a uh, Yahoo Finance article right on um, Finviz. Uh, boosted its full 2022 year guidance uh, as the exporter. One measure of earnings is now seen at midpoint of 11.3 billion this year, up from 10.1 billion. Chenier has benefited from booming overseas gas demand as European buyers seek replacements. If you did not step outside today, uh, I am in Atlanta. It was 56 degrees outside this morning. Um, That is kind of cold for September. So my guess is that we might be in for more extreme weather. Um, Chenier has benefited. It doesn't say anything about the dividend. Uh, Boost dividends, earnings forecast. Um, let's see. Rises. Chenier rose three percent, or five dollars to one sixty-five. Yeah, it's at one sixty. It went up to one sixty-five yesterday. Uh, its annual dividend will rise twenty percent to a dollar fifty-eight per share from its dollar thirty-two initiated last year. Adding that they expect to have more than twenty billion of available cash for payouts and investments through twenty twenty-six. Uh, all of this points to the stock's got more room to go. That's kind of where I'm at. I, I think 160 on this one. Um, you need 176 for a 10% gain. Uh, it's 52-week high and low. Let's take a look. 52-week high is 172. So you're only 6% off this, the 52-week high. You're 90% off. Imagine if you bought this at 84. Wow. You'd be doing great today. Uh, but 84 was the 52-week low. Uh, it's 58% up year-to-date. Again, these guys from from everything I've read is at one fifty dollars, they were making a tremendous profit. Uh, they're returning it to shareholders. It's energy, and if you have a cold winter, these guys are going to export even more. Um, so, I like that one. I like that one a lot. Uh, Oracle. We talk about Oracle a lot on here. Oracle. Their earnings yesterday. Uh, Everything was fantastic. Look at this jump up here from 74. You're at 77 right now in pre-market. Um, uh, let's see. Actually, let's say I don't know that it's 77 because we've got, yeah, 76 in pre-market. Uh, 74 to 76. So it's not a huge move. Essentially, they announced earnings. The earnings were, were a miss. But the reason they were a miss was because of the strong dollar. Uh, everything else was fantastic. Uh, it was just currency. And they expect currency to be a continued hit. I wouldn't buy this now. Uh, I do think that there's a gap here at 77 to 78, but you're already at 76. There's better place for your money. Uh, Oracle, I think, is a good long-term uh, strategy uh, asset. Uh, I got a, a question on um, YouTube yesterday. Do I ever release my algorithm? Yeah. I'll give you my algorithm if you sign up for TrendSpider. Uh, Yumi, uh, Jackson, others. There's been a, probably uh, 20, 30 people who have signed up. 
uh, have pinged me. I'm sure there's other signups because I get the 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 um <clears throat> the list of people who have signed up um every month. Uh, but they haven't asked me for my algorithm. If you have TrendSpider and you want my algorithm, just ask me. Uh, it's super super simple. Sign up through the link either in my Linktree or on my Twitter. Uh, you can go to Linktree and you'll see you get a free seven day trial. Um, I will tell you, TrendSpider has Black Friday deals typically coming up in November. I usually buy a one-year pass on that one. They just got over their Labor Day sale, which was a fantastic sale. They constantly have sales, so if you want a seven-day trial, try a seven-day trial, get my algorithm, wait for a sale. You know, After the seven days, you don't have to sign up. You, don't, you can cancel it at six days, um, and then we'll just wait for a sale, and you can reactivate your account. Simple as that. Uh, it is a little bit expensive for a casual day trader. For somebody like me who tracks a um, significant portfolio, it is unbelievable. Uh, but Oracle, I, I like it. And, and <clears throat> the question yesterday was, hold on one second, I need a drink. Hmm. And the dog looks like she's going to bark, so you guys make it a benefit of that one. But um, the, the benefit to me is that I can track all my stocks. There's uh, alerts that I can get. Um, there's seasonality charts. There's insider trading alerts that I can get. I can track my own portfolio. I can do scans. A at the end of every one of these episodes, I do scans. I tell you which ones crossed up on the MACD prior. Uh, but the, the, qu the main question that the, this person said, hey, do you give out your, your results? Well, remember, the algorithm is based on one equity. So you can do Bitcoin, you can do crypto, you can do ETFs, you can do anything that you want. But the algo is based on a MACD. So it's not a strategy of, oh, hey, get in on this stock. Hey, get in on this stock. Hey, get in on this stock. The algo really is based on a MACD strategy just on that equity. So when I tell you it's a thousand candles, that's 500 trading days because I'm on a four-hour candlestick. So uh, two candles per day, a thousand candles, 500 trading days. Uh, the performance of uh, Oracle. If you use my algorithm to get in and out, and again, you'd have to time it perfectly, but you gain 0.27% over a thousand candles. If you would have bought a thousand candles ago and just held it, you'd make 25%. 25% in two years is a damn good return for a stock that it just returns money to their shareholders. Not only that, that you get um, a dividend. I think Oracle, what is Oracle's dividend? I think they have a pretty good dividend. Uh, Oracle, let's see, 1.66, so it's not bad, but 12% a year, I'd take it, I'd take it completely, uh, the next catalyst is just a dividend, but to the, the person that asked, I think it was Campbell, um, Campbell on, uh, YouTube, yeah, I do, I, I, I'd be happy to tell you the performance results of any stock if you want me to, just write to me, um, you can write to me on YouTube, put, just put a comment down, uh, if you want to hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, whatever you want. Um, and by the way, even though oil's down, I still continue to say, uh, Devin, I think Devin's going to be down. Let's see. Devin is down 2%. It's under 70 again. Um, uh, Oxy, uh, MPLX is one. That's down at 32. You'd be in at 33. Uh, Oxy is at 65, down 1.8%. Uh, 
Um, and a lot of this, by the way, the reason energy is down is twofold. Uh, energy and commodities go down when there is the sense that there's a recession coming. That inflation data um, indicates the Fed will need to send us into a recession. That's why you're seeing the market down. That's why you're seeing commodities down. That is 100% what's going on. The, the Fed, every, the market thought, hey, it's got inflation under control. It doesn't have inflation under control. So, um, yeah, there, there was a note. I have a note on my thing. Uh, if inflation starts to pause, which would have meant that we would have <clears throat> met the CPI number, Credit Suisse thinks the rally begins thinking the Fed will pause rate hikes. Fed ain't going to pause rate hikes. You might even get a one-point um, uh, increase coming up next week. Um, JP Morgan, Bank of America, and Citigroup are all benefits of higher rates. So if the market thinks rates will be flat or go down, these could get hit and it would be an opportunity. These probably will not get hit. Let's see. JP Morgan. Um, you have a MACD cross-up at 115. It's trading at 120. Let's see where it is live. Uh, JP Morgan. Um, you're trading down at 118. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, they're going to get hit with the entire market. Bank of America, um, you have a, probably a MACD cross up here uh, at 34. You're at probably at 34 pre-market too. So, uh, you know, again, we're going to have to look at this thing. Uh, oh, by the way, one bright spot. The VC, Visa CEO says consumer spending is stable. Stable, meaning, <clears throat> you know, people are spending on their credit cards. It hasn't increased. And typically, you'll see a huge increase where people are hurting in their credit card bills, but it hasn't increased. So uh, let's go over some recent good ones. Costco, you know, as long as we're going down, I, again, let's look at SPY. SPY is probably going to, to hit some type of floor. You're at 410 is where you closed. Um, let's pull this back here. We're going to pull this back to March where it was at its high, you can clearly see there is a volume shelf right here at 407. You're probably well below 407 right now. Um, let's just see where you are, uh, SPY. You are at do, 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 401. So you're way down here, 403, 401. You're down here. The next floor is 4,000. Then it's 396. If you break 380, you're probably going down to 377. Again, remember the, 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 the bull, the bear rally that we're in hasn't subsided. Let's go to a daily. Uh, it is still downward trend. I told you guys, even though there was this bounce up here from July to August, and then there was this crash, you're still seeing a, um, I gotta put this on do not disturb, sorry, I forgot about that. But even though you're still, you saw this crash, you're still not out of this bear, bear market. The 50 day was moving up and it started to move up. It hasn't completely gone down, but your 200 day is still moving down. The 200 day is 100% where you want to look for a trend. And that's still moving down. So as you're moving down, and you'll see it here, as you're moving down, you can see, we started out here 
in January, kind of the 200-day started to turn. Uh, it started to make that kind of move down. You saw a big rally. Boom. Low, low. Uh, low, uh, high. Then you got a, a, a bounce up here in June. And then you made a new low. Lower lows. Then you kind of made this rally up. Uh, retracing. You kind of went down. Low, high. Question is, as we get to uh, moving this 200-day more, uh, more positive, are we going to see that trend line? Uh, I'll draw a trend line here. So will a trend line go from there? Is that where we're going? Because if that's the case, we got about 396, 395 probably in this market. And that would be where I would say, if you, if you break that line, look out below. So let's look over some of our favorites while we've got an opportunity because they're probably down today or they will be down. Costco had a MACD cross up here on September 8th at 524. Um, if it gets back down to that level, I think you absolutely buy it. Uber, uh, interview yesterday with Dara, the CEO. Fantastic, fantastic company. It, it, it looks like it's turned the corner. You can see down here at 22, we're at 32 today. It's got all the upward trend. Buy in at 29.50. If you get close to that 28 level, if you get under 30, I think you can safely buy this one. Remember, this was an IPO at 40. Um, there is talk about Lyft, L-Y-F-T, being the next meme stock. Because it's shorted so much. This was a $14 stock. It's at 18 right now. Let's look up the short interest in this. Um, oh, my dog is asking to be picked up. I'm not going to pick her up. Uh, short interest. Where is the short interest? Um, I know where it is on. Uh, hold on one second. No, ma'am. Um, short float, 12%. Right here on Finviz. Short float. Short interest, 12.03%. So 12% 12 of this is short. Just to give you an idea, Bed Bath & Beyond, um, their short interest is 39%. So, uh, But it is talk of that one being the next. Neo had a big lift on um, uh, some numbers. You know what I'm going to do? Hold on one second. I'm going to pause this podcast. The dog is being out of control. I'll be right back. Okay, sorry about that. I was letting the dogs out. Um, had to give them their treat. YouTube got the benefit. Jim Cramer is on CNBC just screaming uh, about how people want to make themselves look good and whatever. Uh, complete entertainment. Neo, up at 21. Let's see where it is. Is it crashing? Uh, Neo, let's look at Neo. Neo is at 20. I would say anything under 20, you're probably good on this one. If you want to trade it, it's not making money. The average win is 23%. The algorithm works tremendously on this volatile stock. 42% over a thousand candles you made. 10% if you bought and held this stock. Um, there is a gap here between 21 and 22. I think it covers that 22. So if you want to buy it under 20, I think today you'll be able to buy it under 20. 
You get to that 22, boom, you've got your 10%. Boom, roasted. Michael Scott quote, boom, roasted. <laughs> I like that. Love that episode. Um, Roblox. Talked about Roblox allowing advertisers. Uh, I'm a big fan of this one. I think it's run way too much. I think with today, you might get an opportunity to buy into this run. Um, it is currently a little bit expensive based on its uh, upward trend. It is down to 43 in the pre-market. It closed at 46. My guess is that you just kind of wait for that button hook to happen. We'll get out of this run. Purchase it for 37. It just got over a 30, 51% gain um, from June all the way up until August. Uh, came back down to 37. I think you'll be able to get it back here at about 38, 39. Wait for it to go under 40. Don't think that'll happen today, but it should be able to, to, to be done in the next couple of months. Uh, Apple, we talked about. Google uh, doesn't have a MACD cross-up. G-O-O-G is the symbol that we like to buy because Google buys back that stock. Uh, you had a cross-up here at 109. In my mind, anything under 110 on this stock, you can absolutely buy for the long term. Just buy it. When's the best time? My parents were asking me, when's the best time to buy some stock? Right now, today. In a stock like this, it is absolutely 100% today. Um, look at this stock. You know the, the majority of people holding since March are down in this neighborhood. There, there is no real reason to think. Let's see. Uh, the majority of people holding from the August uh, highs are, are down at this level. There's no real support here, but, you know, God, let's look at Google's PE, their fundamentals. The PE is 19. This is a growth company. That should be at least 25. This is a crazy, crazy growth story. Um, Microsoft, uh, I talked about this one. Anything under 300 in my mind. He's a great buy on this one for long-term buy and hold. Uh, 257 was the cross-up here on September 8th. It, it's at 266. If you can get this one anywhere about probably, I'd say between 260, 263 and 266. Today, probably pre-market. You can probably get it. Let's see. Pre-market 258. Buy it under 260. Buy it under 260. Uh, let's look at the PE of Microsoft at the current price, 27. Still a little bit high. When you can get Google at 19, why would you buy Microsoft at 27? Well, it's two kind of different companies. They're competing in cloud. Um, Google is significantly larger, I believe. Um, market cap, one, 1943.98 billion. So 1 trillion, 943. Let's look at Google. Uh, Google, 1.1477. So Microsoft's bigger. Google probably has more to grow into. Uh, both of them, by the way, both, absolutely both, should be part of your portfolio. No reason not to have those two. Um, look at what you use every day. Amazon, another one you use every day. 127 was the buy-in uh, on September 8th. The, the, MACD, the RSI is a little bit high. The MACD is kind of on that oscillator line. Um, so there's no real reason to think that this one's moving anytime soon, but it's at 130. Anything under 130, buy this one. You know, if you get closer to 100, buy a ton of it. You can see that this gap here on the earnings. Look at the volume stick, candlestick right there. 
Um, again, the, 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 the volume shelf, not really there. We talk about Cleveland Cliffs a lot. Um, this one will probably be down because we're supposedly heading into a recession. Uh, you have the algorithm buy in at seventeen eighty five. I I told you to buy at nineteen. Hopefully you held on to it uh, and and kind of you know got close to even. Uh, I told you that that you you can buy this one and just wait for it. It's still in a downward trend. That two hundred day is still in a downward trend. Um, so it's always risky to buy these things. Um, Roku. We talked about Roku. How this one. Uh, could have just been beaten down too much. Still in a downward trend. The uh, the algorithm had you buy in at 65. It got you, it bought, it bought in at 67. I, I think that's when I brought it up. Kind of got you out. I told you, hey, don't get out. Just keep it at 67. It's a 72 right now. Um, you know, it's kind of turning down. It's not, if this one's going to turn around, it's probably going to move to the 80s fairly quickly. Uh, but, 60s, I don't know if it's at a bottom. They're still not making money, I don't think. Um, yeah, they're not making money. They're down 68% this year. Uh, viable product, nobody wants to buy them because nobody likes hardware. We talked about Oracle. Um, okay, we'll go into Jordi from Barcelona. Uh, thanks for all the information, Gary. Makes me learn. Very insightful. He's from Barcelona, by the way, uh, which is one of my favorite cities. If if you guys, anybody in this audience has the chance to go to Barcelona, I got a round trip ticket in 2019 on American Airlines, I think it was, uh, $255 round trip uh, to Madrid. I drove around Spain, which by the way, I learned, do not freaking drive around Spain, take the train, rent cars locally, but take the train. Um, and I, I drove all around, I think it was like 14 days, 21 days, something like that. But it was uh, right before I left my job in January 2020. So um, I just told work, hey, I'm going. And I went for quite a while. Um, but it was great. But Jordy uh, is a new listener. Uh, it's a, he, he likes this company, NTT Data. Uh, it's a Japanese telecom that also offers other services as in cloud, app development, consulting. It looks like it had MACD cross up on the 7th of September, but it also comes with a pretty big gap. Does this change the way you view the information? How do we know if a gap is opening or good? Uh, I also see it has a PE of 18.29, which I think is low in contrast to other companies, and the RSI is 56. I looked this one up, and let's look at it in, uh, I'm going to need to go here. So it's over the counter. It is not on a uh, stock exchange. And so that's part of the issue. The market cap is 2.85 Japanese yen. Uh, I will tell you, I am probably not the best person to analyze this. And to be honest, I, you know, TrendSpider wouldn't even pull it up. Here, let's look at it here. NTTT, uh, NTTDF. It just doesn't have enough candles. It doesn't have enough candles. So when I went to uh, the, the Google to, to look about it, um, it was all over the place. I couldn't see a large number of, um, let me see if, I didn't look if, uh, yeah, there's no NTTDF. Yeah, it just doesn't have, and, and Jordy, my apologies, it just doesn't have information. 
but I will tell you, uh, knowing that this doesn't have information, if you have some type of information about the company, if you know about the company, you, you seem smart enough to do your due diligence. You can look at the technicals. In a company like this, the uh, technicals of the chart don't mean as much as the fundamentals. If they do have a PE ratio of 18, this tells me on Google they don't have a PE ratio. They are not making money. That's what it tells me. Uh, I couldn't even find it on um, uh, Finvis. If you go NTTDF, it doesn't have anything. NTT. That scares me and that makes me think it's a Japanese stock. It's not our stock. It's traded over the counter. Um, and, and you might be a little bit, you know, your, your brokerage might have the ability to trade it. Other brokerages might not. Um, the market cap is 2.85 trillion in Japanese yen. The average volume is 4.67 K. That means it's only 4,000 shares. I would be significantly concerned trading that one. Uh, there is, there are better places to put your money. That would be my guidance, Jordy. Uh, you're in Barcelona, so I know I have some Swiss listeners. I have some Sweden vi uh, listeners. Um, I think I have a couple in France. Um, I, I've looked at some of the stats, and, and a lot of you have reached out to me from other countries as well. Um, some, I, I couldn't find the symbols, but I thought this was an important one to bring up because, uh, Jordy, <clears throat> um, there's a lot of junk out there, and there's a lot of money to be made but there's a lot of money to be lost. And so uh, particularly for me, I like, while, while the New York Stock Exchange, and, and you can always get screwed on these two, look at um, uh, you know uh, Lehman Brothers back in 2008, went from like $100 a share to zero uh, overnight. Um, you know, there, there's, there, there definitely is some, some, uh, some shadiness here. But I think it's few and far between. Uh, some of the other accounting issues that I've seen in other countries, um, specifically, and I talk about China stocks a lot. China stocks, you know, you're buying an offshore. When you buy Baba, you're not buying a piece of the company. You're buying a, um, in the Cayman Islands, uh, just a stock that's, that's listed in the Cayman Islands. It has nothing to do with the company. I put $20,000 into that, <laughs> not necessarily knowing it. Uh, I got caught up and I should have gotten out. But Jordy, um, I'd love to analyze it for you. Give me another one. <laughs> uh, but thanks for reaching out. And, and, and again, you know, continue learning. Continue. I, I think you did a good job of the analysis there. I just think I, I, if I couldn't find it um, with a Google search and I couldn't find it on TrendSpider, it makes me, and, and FinViz in particular, makes me a little nervous. Uh, scans. We talked about LNG. LNG, in my mind, I think you take the opportunity LNG today. Um, you take it, you know, 26% gain on, on the algorithm, um, uh, 226% gain uh, on um, uh, the buying and holding. This is one that you buy and hold. This is an energy stock that's going to make you a ton of money. Uh, November 2nd is the earnings. They're going to blow it away. Everything's priced into the market now. The only way that this this uh, continues to go down. Oh God! Look at these percentages down. Wow. Uh, if you own any <laughs> any high growth names like I do, you're gonna get killed today. 
Yeah, Square down 6%. Um, XLY is even, oh, consumer discretionary. Down 3%. That's huge. Teradyne down 2%. Snowflake down 5%. Snowflake's at 184. Snowflake buy it all day long at 184. I might pour more money into that one. Let's take a look at the algorithm on that one. Um, yeah, 188. And you're down at 184 pre-market. Uh, this is a company that, it, again, is not making money. You are taking a long-term view of this one, but you can clearly see that it is putting in a floor at 150, 115 here, 120. Um, am I buying it here? I, I buy it at 183. So I, I've held on to it. I haven't sold it. Uh, Could have sold it when it, it came up here. There's a gap here between 248 and 260. It's going to hit that at some point. Your time frame should be five years on this one. Uh, I think you're in the 300s in five years. Double your money, five years, take it. Uh, the stock market is built to double your money in seven years on average. So it is there to make 100% in seven years. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, I think it's 10 years, 10 years uh, for an average. So it's 10% a year. Uh, if I can do that in five years, perfectly happy. But you're taking a chance. Uh, AEO. <laughs> this is a company that I own uh, based on a Jim Cramer recommendation. And this part of my, my pain can be uh, your learnings. Uh, do not listen to a guy who tells you it's a no-brainer. They've got all of the supply chain things figured out. Um, they have a contract with cotton suppliers. Um, they are, their demand is through the roof. He couldn't have talked about this one any better. That was here in December where I bought. We're at 11. I bought it around 26, 27. So I, I had all the opportunity in the world to get out. I didn't. It's a small position. Not very big. Lost that. Uh, but I brought it up because we do have a MACD cross-up. And you can clearly see that there is some type of capitulation here. When we go into AEO and we look at uh, their PE at 12, um, that's not a bad PE because you look at something like a gap. Um, the gap GPS is the symbol. Um, they're at 14 and they're not making any money. Let's look at Abercrombie. Uh, Abercrombie is probably similar to a American Eagle 13 uh, AEO. Yeah, you've got better opportunities here. Um, AEO is probably, a, you know, again, flattened. Hasn't hit a double bottom. It's at its 52-week low. Uh, it's 11, per, I'm sorry, it's 11% above its 52-week low. So, um, KWeb, we talk about China stocks. KWeb is an ETF that tracks the China stocks. And KWeb had a MACD cross-up. I bring this up because this chart is just significantly ugly. Uh, it's got gaps all over the place. I think China has an opportunity. They're killing their own economy by shutting it down. Uh, but here at 29, I think you could probably hit that floor again of 25. When you look at this gap down here back in March, this was where they were talking about delisting and where you saw all of that manipulation per se. And it got down to about 21. 
I think you could look at this one. Anything in the 28s for K-Web, I think, is good. The MACD just crossed up here at 29.02. I don't know that I'd take the chance here. Um, you do need it to get to about 32, 33 for your uh, 10%. So I don't know that I'd necessarily take the chance here, but I think it's trading at 2804 uh, right now with this pre-market. Uh, this gap here at 2768, I think that's where you're probably going. Uh, if you can get it 27, I think closer to 2720, anywhere between 27 and 2720, I think you're good. And I think you, you could be going up. But the market is significantly down. I mean, look at these. Arc, arcers, the ARC are down 6%. This is because the, the Fed is going to have to fight this. This is going to be an ugly, ugly day. Look at all that red, even on uh, freaking God. TQQQ was up over 30. It's at 28 right now. Um, and it's, it definitely does not. Look at SQQQ, up almost 10%. Uh, it is up 8.41%. Crazy. But look at all that red. Wow. Uh, is this AT&T at 49? Um, yeah, it is. No. Why is it bringing up at LabU? <clears throat> I don't know. Fidelity, one uh, active trader pro has some issues. But... Uh, AT&T's at 17. Look at that drop in pre-market. Yeah, we're getting killed today. But remember, <clears throat> we were up. Look at the SPY. Let's look at the SPY live on TrendSpider uh, on the four-hour chart. We're going to gap. Look at that gap. That gap between 403 and 409. It's where it gapped. You are down 403 to 409. You are down almost just over 2%. It's a big move in one day. And the Fed's going to kill this demand. So all of the uh, the energy stocks are down. Let's look at LNG. Is LNG under 160? 165, it's up. <laughs> LNG is going to be your one bright spot. But SPY, you know, again, you've got this gap here. Uh, doesn't mean that it's going to fill this gap in the next day or so. Just means that we gap down. I, I still think that we have 390 in the cards. That 399 cross up, like I said, you know, turns quickly, and that, and that CPI reading was key. So uh, prepare your long portfolio. I think you get into some of the names that we talked about: Apple, Amazon, uh, Google, Microsoft, uh, Costco, UNH. Um, UNH is, is one that we talk about all the time. Uh, it, as this comes back down towards 500, I think you get into that. This gap between 505 and 510, it's going to come down there. 524 is where it's trading. 526 was where we had the cross up. I think you're looking at a down market. I think we're going back down to the 390s on SPY. So that's where I think. I will be traveling one day this week. I want to thank the supporters. I will try and figure out YouTube. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube if you're listening to the podcast. If you're listening and you want to see the charts that I was looking at, you want to see the spy, you want to see um, some of the Active Trader Pro stuff, uh, subscribe to YouTube. Uh, go to remember the timestamp on the podcast and then just go to the YouTube live and go to about that time frame. Uh, I had to pause the podcast today uh, for the dog going out and pooping. 
So there is a gap in some of the YouTube live. I don't edit it. I won't edit it out. Maybe I'll edit it out, but probably not. Um, but again, the YouTube live kind of syncs up with the podcast. This is just until I get the newsletter out. Once I get the newsletter out, you guys can subscribe to the newsletter, uh, get the newsletter delivered to you in the morning, listen to the podcast, look at the charts while you're uh, listening to the podcast, or listen to the podcast on your way to work, then go to your email while you're at work. Not that I'm condoning uh, looking at email instead of doing work, but then you'll be able to look at the charts. So my newsletter is coming out. I'm just trying to figure that out, guys. I just have had a hell of a time here with sick dogs and things of that sort. So thank you for listening. Everybody from around the world, uh, Spain, New Zealand, um, uh, Switzerland, uh, all over, United States. United States, I think it's like 95% of the people that listen to me. So, but thank you to the supporters. If you want to support the podcast, look at the link in the description. Uh, there's a link tree. You can pay me by PayPal. You can pay me by, via Anchor, via any of the uh, Venmo, Apple Pay, things of that sort. Uh, but I've got all the links up there. Thanks again for listening. I will see you tomorrow unless I take off and drive. I will alert you guys on Twitter if I take off in the middle of the night just to drive to New Jersey. Probably not going to do it until Wednesday, um, Wednesday or Thursday morning. So Thursday morning, there might not be a podcast. But Take care, have fun, enjoy your day. Thanks.